This is Adam Raymeyer, director of The Bunny Game, and you're listening to Gruesome Herzog. Hey, this is Sean Kane, director of Silent Night, Zombie Night, and you're listening to Gruesome Herzog. Hey, this is Bill Oberst, Jr. I play Dale in the film Bismal, and as Dale would say, let me tell you something, you're listening to Gruesome Herzog. You got Dale's word on that. Jack Harrison, action actor and stunt coordinator of all three stunt teams. I played the character Idiot in the movie Dismal, and you're listening to Gruesome Herzog. This is Gruesome Herzog. My very special guest is the mastermind behind the bunny game, Adam Raymeyer. How you doing, Adam? Good, mister. How you doing? Great. Thanks a lot for coming on. Am I supposed to say something now? Let's <laughs> fucking do that again. Ah, okay. Here we go. Oh, here, we go. Right. here we go. All right. You know, my microphone was too far away anyways. That's good. All right. All right. Here we go. Hello everyone, this is Gruesome Herzog. My very special guest today is the mastermind behind the bunny game, Adam Raymeyer. How you doing, Adam? Good. I'm trying to compete with you for the best voice on the hit. <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but as, as everyone knows, it's a big, um, the bunny game is a big phenomenon on Facebook. But what I want to start with first is a little baby that's not quite so popular, which um, I think it should be. Um, we talked one time a couple weeks ago, and you introduced it to me, and I watched it. It's Henry and Marvin in 2001. Now, Greg Gilmore, who, honest to God, I never really heard much of Greg did a brilliant job in this movie. I mean, he pulled off a role where he didn't say very many words, but his facial expressions alone I thought was dynamic. 
And if you want to, you give the, the listeners an idea exactly what Henry and Marvin is about. Uh, Henry and Marvin is a film about a group home for mentally challenged adults. The, the, the atmosphere of the film, you know, centers around uh, this group home and sort of the daily functions of the group home. And Greg plays Henry, the highest functioning member of the group home, and he kind of has his own room, and he has he can work on his boats and stuff in there, and he has a whole little world set up, you know, that's just he kind of exists within the group home, uh, outside them. He's kind of the loner of the group home, yep. and he gets a new roommate. He's never had a roommate before. The bed's been empty, you know, for quite some time, and and in comes Marvin, and Marvin's the lowest functioning member of the group. Um, recent transfer from somewhere else and he comes in to to share Henry's space and uh, what follows is sort of a Pavlovian response to um, stimuli and kind of a reward system and Harry Harry, Henry does something very mean to Marvin and uh it's it's a short film, so if like if I go right. on too much more, it kind of gives it away, right. and it's available for free, so you can just check it out. It's a really shitty intro, by the way, but it's uh, you know, well, it's all good. Well, I want to tell you something. It was fucking brilliant. I loved the way you made this. <laughs> Basically, what you're saying is Marvin. Well, I've seen it obviously, but Marvin actually invaded his territory, and that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. But people got to check this out because it's brilliant made. I, you know, I was so. I'm not saying it's because you're on right now. I, I said it to uh, Rod Lean in her interview. It's just brilliant. I love how. I never seen that style of a movie done that way as far as a red sticker, and I ain't saying no more. But mm-hmm. people, if you are listening to this interview later on, you must check this out. It's brilliant. Now. Thank you, Grissom. No problem, buddy. Now, you got one here that, obviously, a limited selection of people have seen this movie. Um, I was lucky enough to ha- be one of them. The Bunny Game, it has a, um, a lot of uh, is- issues and s- mysterious things behind it. I interviewed Rodlin, as you already know. Um, and I'm sure a, a lot of listeners has, has already heard something about this movie already. I mean, there's a lot of interviews going around. But just for uh, anything... You know, to give your side of it again, is give the, the listeners an idea exactly about the bunny game, and to give the listeners an idea exactly, roughly, possibly when it might be a chance for people to see. Okay, well, the the film is is an atmosphere film. Uh, the film was constructed by two musicians, so uh, it feels a little bit different the way that we that Rodling and I made the film. Uh, span many years and many configurations and what you finally see on the screen you know is the the result of of many years you know hard work and developing the film and and then finally executing it in about 13 days um the film follows a prostitute who's picked up by a truck driver and and kidnapped and held against her will taken out in the desert for five days and there, there isn't a real driving storyline that really 
that really is all that there is in the film. Um, it's an abduction film. It's a horror film. It's horrific. Um, disturbing. It's disturbing. My, my favorite word. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is disturbing. Uh, you know, it, it, it's just it's it's an experience that uh, it's for you to have. You know, yep. when you watch it. And I'll say it again. I said it to Rod Lean's interview. Um, excuse me, Jeff Renfro, who played Hog. <laughs> Being that I used to be a truck driver myself. Um, so there's kind of relation there to me, to him. And it just, the, some of the scenes that he's done, I'm not going to say too many because people didn't see it to me. But the scenes that, that get me, is I do it myself, is you know, you park your truck and you have to unload it at all. You stand in the back of your truck, lean against the wall, and you smoke a cigarette. Okay, that's, the, that's what a normal truck driver would do. But what he was doing was totally different, you know, and just, he played the role in that movie so well, it just, Freak the shit out of me. You know what I mean? He, I, I think it's. I think it's like uh, it reads really well because you know there's truth. This isn't. He's not acting at all. He's um, he's a truck driver. He's a driver, and he knows trucks inside and out. I mean, when you look at his '85 Western Star, it's immaculate. He's somebody that details his car every single day. Mm-hmm. So when you see him lean against a wall and smoke a cigarette, it's, uh, you know, it's something that, it's a truth. And, and um, again, your, your brain knows the difference. Like when you, when you see something like Rodneen in this film, you know, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to go back to Rodneen for a second. But that's one of the things that we've had a lot of you know praise and compliments on is you know how realistic the film is and I try and tell people that you know that's because it was really happening it was really happening for Rodney you know it wasn't something that uh, we faked it was very uncomfortable for her for the entire production right and what a lot of people don't know is there wasn't no script this is like on the fly type deal am I correct yeah, um, you know the the characters and everything were were hashed out, and they were developing. You know, even as the story, as the film started and stuff. You know, I mean, it, when we began production, like things were developing constantly and changing and evolving, and you know, um, didn't really know what the film would be. I mean, a lot of it was. There's a lot of there's a lot of moments and stuff that were really good that that ultimately didn't fit the storyline that I went with, you know, in the film. So um, there were a lot of scenes that were completely thrown out altogether. Right. Um, I made the best film possible from the footage that I had. Right. But the film was loosely scripted in the sense that there were bullet points of what I wanted to achieve each day, you know, that I used as a reference, but didn't really bog Rob Lean and Jeff down with that too much, you know. It was more like directions that we could go and things that we could do. And so there were like, you know, there was a stock list of stuff 
to get, but there there weren't instructions for how to get it. You know, there right. was no, nothing was mapped out. I wanted to be as intuitive, you know, about my decisions, um, just be kind of an open channel for everything as Robin and Jeff were. So that's, I think, but that's also probably what I'm most proud of in the film, um, that we were able to construct this, you know, outside of the the normal means of, of making a film. Right. But, you know, what and makes... have it work, and still have it work, you know? Yeah, and what makes it even, even more disturbing, as I quite often say, is it was done in black and white. I mean, I don't know if it, if it had the same effect in color. I can't say that, but it was well done in black and white. The intentions really were to strip it down to the, you know, the... Minimum, the barest, barest, you know, right. Minimum possible for like to keep your attention really focused on the action and what was happening to Rodlene. Um, I think we kind of strayed away from color in, in the test shoots that we were doing um, before. We did shoot some color um, before the production. We shot some video. I shot Rodlene over many, many years. Um, stuff that you see in little flashes. Little little tiny moments in the film, you'll just see these little shots, and they'll be from like four years before we shot, or you know. So, so there's a lot of there's a lot of um, moving around, and I have footage, and we did start the film all the way back, you know, early on, and um, so there I had footage over like a five year period to, to pull from okay. with Rodley right. while I was editing too, so. Um, but the actual production took place in 2008, like where we shot the all of the other, you know, sequences, the, right. and it was all done. It was all done like in a 13-day period. So there's some stuff that you, you know, that's like flashbacks of Rodney that I used from actual when we were actually working on the movie in different capacities, you know, over the years before it, before it became the Bunny Game. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but you know, like I said, I I wish you a lot of luck with that one. I know it's you're having some issues. I mean, a lot of people just turn their nose up at it because they're afraid to see you know a certain thing that's in it. But you already know already. I mean, there's people out there that want to see it so bad, but they're gonna have to wait. But you know, I Adam, I'm telling you something. This thing is gonna be very very popular when the time comes for it to be released. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I and I'm not and I'm not sweating. I'm not worried about mm-hmm. it. Like. You know, it's um, it's one of those films that's challenging um, right now. Not a lot of festivals will take it. You know, I've haven't had too much luck with well, certainly not with like you know more mainstream festivals and stuff. And even for like midnight screenings and things like that, I, I guess I've been most disappointed with like um, the conventions and different places like that, which would seem like they'd be like really you know a good place to screen the film but I don't know if it's like you know I really don't know what the deal is I I think it's uh, it definitely affects people when they watch it which I think that that's cool you know like there's some response from it and there's a lot of disgust and and, you know which I think a a horror film somewhere down the lines we got away from what a horror film should do, like what its function is, um, 
now it just seems to be kind of franchise films and you know repeating the same types of stories and stuff over and over and over again and people would seem to be okay with it you know right uh, do you want to share a story that you told me uh, last week about your one of your screenings about the people in the front do you remember what we talked about yeah yeah when the when the the first screening yeah 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 the, yeah there was there was one gentleman up front that just kept saying Jesus Christ like he just kept muttering Jesus Christ like over and over and over again throughout the screening like it would play for a little while and it'd be silent in the theater like like hear a pin drop silent and then all of a sudden you hear Jesus Christ <laughs> Jesus Christ so that was kind of that was kind of trippy yeah and how, how about the old couple yeah that was that was the, okay, that the was, older okay, couple that okay. was there yeah, yeah that was the guy that was the guy he was like he was down they came and they were I think probably in their 70s and they were sitting in the front row, you know. They got a good, came and got a good seat, you know. That is so funny. One guy, one guy got up right off the bat. He got right up in the first minute. I, I'm not staying here for this. That's what he said. <laughs> I'm not staying here for this. So we lost four or five. We lost four or five people. It's 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 shocking to me that what would these seventy year olds think that they were coming coming to look at? I don't know, but that's, <laughs> that's they, they, hey, they they stayed. So you know, <laughs> that's so funny. The guy the guy came up afterwards, and you know, he thought it was great. He loved Renfro. He thought Renfro was just outstanding. You know, I tell you, he, you know, it's just amazing. But anyways, there's a new one that you're working on as well. Um, that I watched the trailer, and I'm very intrigued. And of course, it has it's you and uh, Greg Gilmore. Um, it's called Jonas, 2011. Do you want to give the listeners an idea yeah. exactly what this is about? Jonas is a very loose sequel to the Bunny Game. It, it really doesn't have, if you're looking for the kind of horror and and excitement of the Bunny Game, it doesn't have that. It's it follows a minor character in the Bunny Game um, about eighteen to twenty months down the road, and it's really this kind of fictional slash non-fictional character study of this man um, we follow him for several days as he comes to Los Angeles with this really big powerful message um, that he's received from God to have this party on Sunday morning at Venice Beach and so he's going door to door and trying to get people to come to this this big party Okay, you there? Yeah, I'm still there. No, I thought I lost you there. It was dead quiet. <laughs> dead, dead silent. <laughs> Damn, I, I must be boring. No. But, no. Uh, no, but, uh, you know, now, do you have any ideas roughly when this isn't going to be? I know it's we're talking it way too soon. But how far along no, are you? Uh, I, have a, I have a rough cut of Jonas done right now. And... In about a, I have about a month to finish it up, and then Greg's going to come out to L.A. and we're going to record some voiceover stuff that we're going to have in the film. And uh, after that's done, it'll pretty much be wrapped up, and I'll start putting the feelers out for festivals and stuff, and also, you know, getting the film to reviewers like yourself to um, take a 
peek at and see what you make of it. Yes, uh, it is on vimeo.com. Um, if you look up, if you just search for Henry and Marvin, it'll pop right up. Or Greg Gilmore, correct? Or Greg Gilmore. Yeah, you could look under Greg Gilmore, and that's Greg with two G's. It's like G-R and then egg for his egg head. <laughs> And listeners, if you guys do check it out, feel free to, uh, you know, give me your input. You know, I'll leave an email address. I'm kind of anxious to see what the listeners will think about it. Obviously, as you know, I did review it, and it was a, it was in my top ten all last week. So people are probably checking it out already because I think I might have put a link to that, that review. But, um, anyways, Adam, I really appreciate you coming on today. Uh, I wish you a lot of success in the future. Um, I'm hoping that the bunny game does get a chance for people to see, and I'd love to find out down the road the reactions that they get. All right, you take All care right, of yourself, take it Adam. easy. Nice talking to you, you too, man. Take care, brother. Nice talking. Yep. See Bye. Bye.